just a quick warning that we're going to be talking about diving depths, worlds that are arid, death, birth, life, patriarchy, existentialism, abortion, religion, mythology. Uh, so if you're not in the right headspace for that, maybe just skip these next few episodes. to another episode of A Hopeless Endeavor, a Joanna Newsom podcast. My name is Sam. My name is Nikki, and welcome to part six of Divers. I just need to pause and say Sam is so cute. I've noticed that when she does the intro to these episodes, she'll often, like before she starts talking, she just frames her face with her hands. <laughs> she'll just like stick, she'll make a little like ledge with her hands and then like stick her face in it as though, as though she's like peeking into a little window to say hi to everybody. So I just thought I needed to like let you guys know that sounds adorable when she's doing that. It's not intentional, but, <laughs> but good to know. It's an intro tick. Uh, anyway, so hi, welcome to part six. Um, we talk about the best verse of all time in the history of music in this episode. So brace yourselves. We lose our minds a little bit at the motes of sand and the quick and bright shucking and the cast off shells. So if you are not ready for some real emotional discussions, uh, take a few deep breaths. <laughs> um, but do it anyway, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. And Joanna is so such a beautiful writer. And just we don't have to tell you guys this, but like, oh, my God, mm -hmm. I'm going to be thinking about one this of verse my favorite verses. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and musically, this part of the song is incredible. If you haven't watched the Critical Reactions video mm. yet, go do that. Let Link to the show notes. Yeah, thank you. Um, okay, that's it. Enjoy. That's it. Enjoy. Bye. Hi, I mean hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Shall we proceed to the next verse? Sure. Let's do that. This beautiful gem of a verse. I will I'm leave so to excited. you. <laughs> so I love this verse. I love this verse for many reasons, but also because we are about to lose our fucking minds music-wise. Yes. The background things that are happening, and it's not a xylophone. You told me what it was last time it's not a xylophone it's a mm. great prompting mm. of some lovely sound <laughs> cue well i'm trying to prompt my brain too because i don't remember like milo it's like a it's like a okay bear with us for a second it's not a glockenspiel oh maybe it is marimba a uh i don't remember now where is Brian of Critical Reactions when you I need him? Brian, we need you. Thumb piano. It oh, yeah. That's <laughs> My bad. Thumb piano. Okay. That's right. Okay. Yes. It gets crazy. It gets wild. Okay. So we have a thumb piano, not a xylophone, that 
is increasingly intense here. I'm sure the critical reactions video by Brian talked about this, um, but it's like these, I guarantee you it did. It's like these cyclical looping wave-like um, sounds that are, that are now, that are starting with the beginning of this verse, right? So we had, I don't know if you loved me most, but you loved me last, right? And it's starting now, right? I think With, so, yes. Recall the word you gave. Okay. So good. This is the verse. Recall the word you gave to count your way across the depths of this arid world where you would yoke the waves and lay a bed of shining pearls. I dream it every night, the ringing of the pale the motes of sand dislodged, the shucking quick and bright, the twinned and cast-off shells reveal a single heart of white. What? What? End of podcast. <laughs> the motes yeah. of sand dislodged, the shucking quick and bright, like it's so beautiful and it's so awful and it could be so simple as this is what you do when you shuck an oyster but it's like like somehow she has this way of describing things that like even if you don't even understand the the metaphor behind it like you're still you get the impression that like oh shit like I get a vibe from this and the vibe that you get from this is devastating it's devastating. That's the exact word. Yeah. Yes. And like, why? And I don't know. Dream, we'll get into I it. dream it every night. Every night. This is your dream. Last night I had a dream that Nikki had a pet pig. <laughs> That's such a nicer dream than dreaming of the shocking quick and bright. Oh my God. And you get such a visual to the motes of sand dislodged. Like you, it, it puts you in the experience of oyster shucking and the like ringing of the pail oh god oh god i know it's awful and makes me never want to eat an oyster <laughs> like, Ew. yeah no or, or have this yeah have this dream even like or have this dream and also just like brings to the surface the violence of yeah pearl diving the violence of of sourcing this incredibly valuable and incredibly special resource. Yeah. Okay, but I'll start at the beginning. Okay. My note is, okay, the music is heavy as shit now. Hold on to your hats. <laughs> okay, what's happening here? We're starting with recall the word you gave. To count your way across the depths of this arid world. Why is the world arid? Yeah, what does arid mean? Arid means... Arid um, is uh, excessively dry, um, lacking, excessively dry, but also lacking in interest and life. Yeah, okay. Also, yeah, lacking in interest, excitement, or meaning is the definition I found. And yeah, mm -hmm. also of a land or climate, having little or no rain, too dry or barren to support vegetation. So it's interesting in the context of we were just talking about tourists and like fertility and the land being like bearing oh, fruits and yes. stuff. Yeah. And she's like, the land is fucking dry right now. So maybe we're on the precipice of spring. Like it's winter because or whatever. I don't know. That's probably too literal. But, you know, in contrast with it being spring, it is 
arid. And not only is the land dry, it's the depths of this arid world. The entire world is deep and arid. And like, if we're going with the fertile angle, like non-fertile and, um, I don't know. It just gives me such a desperate, like, and also we're, we've been talking so much about water. Now we're feeling yes. an arid. So yeah, is it exactly. arid? Is it arid like in emotions? Is it yeah. arid for, is it arid because there's no love here? Yeah. I get such an existential vibe from just that description, arid world, yes. because yes. if she's talking, like you said, Sam, we are, we've been over our head, we've been submerged in water. Wet. Yeah. Yes. There's no, there's not literal dryness here. It's very wet. But I think she's saying like, despite that, it's still dry, dry in the sense of what is this all for? What is this all? Where's the meaning here? And like, I think that it's, it's dry in the sense that it's devoid of meaning and devoid of like life giving force, um, which yay existential thought. Goosebumps. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And Crazy. all of this music is happening behind us and we're talking about this arid world and it's so like, it's it feels so big. Yes. And like frantic and like, what yes. are we going to do? Yes. Like it's scary too. It's a bit scary. It is a bit scary. Yeah. It is a bit scary. It feels like we've been cut loose from something. Yes. That like uh, we've been holding it together and then now so we're just like bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. <laughs> Sam just did this amazing <laughs> flailing motion. But exactly. You're just like, oh shit. We've been cut loose. I love the idea of being cut loose. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Why is he counting? What does it mean to count your way across something? What and does it mean? What is, what word are we recalling, though? Well, Recall I, the word you gave. I, I understood that. I mean, I don't understand why it's happening. I understood the sentence structure as being yes. like, like, remember the promise you made. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remember you, the promise you Your made. word as in like you give someone your word. Right. As, exactly. As a promise. <laughs> That's as much insight as I have. Okay. So remember the promise you gave, I'm assuming me, the narrator. Yeah, Recall right? the word you gave. Remember the promise you made to me. Yeah. To count your way. Is it then in order to be able to count your way across the depths of this arid world? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. I want to know. Maybe it's like – uh, you promised me you'd keep going even though this world is like devoid of like life-giving force and like meaningless that like you'd still fight for it like you'd still count your way you'd still make your way across the land don't know it to we have at least like when we're, we one of the things on our list to keep in mind throughout the album is movement and normally we're talking mm-hmm. about like upwards and downwards movement but here we have some like horizontal movement maybe yep and also across yeah and also because time and space are so merged together in this album whenever we talk about going somewhere across space it makes me want to think of going somewhere across time too and so maybe it's like you promised me that you'd persist in a way or or something I'm not sure I don't know I don't know and like the word depths there too gives that same existential vibe. Like promise me you'll persist through the depths. Sorry, Sam, I keep talking. I really don't have very much <laughs> to say other than like, ah. Yeah. 
Recall the word you gave to count your way across the depths of this arid world. So my question there was like, why counting? Are we counting because we're holding our breath? Are we going, are we traveling across a distance? Are we counting days apart from Ah. each other? Like, are we traveling to each other? What are we counting? I'm going to see if count has a different definition other than just to count. Recall the word you gave. Because like countenance is like to put up or like, isn't it something like to put up with or something? That would make sense. To put up with the depths of this arid world. Yeah. Yeah. But then is it that we are heading to the water where you would yoke the waves? Okay. So there's several definitions of the verb to count. Here are some of them. So, to determine the total number of a collection of items. Yep, we are familiar with that one. Okay, to recite numbers in order. Yeah, we're familiar with that one. To take into account or to include. Um, So, this is just like, uh, the staff has shrunk to four or five if you count the summer intern. Don't think it's that. All right, next definition. To regard or be regarded as possessing a specified quality or fulfilling a specified role. Uh, Okay, that's a confusing way of using count in this context she met some rebuffs from some people she had counted as her friends so i I still don't think it's that okay another definition to be significant still don't think it's that though the example given is it did not matter what the audience thought it was the critics that counted okay yeah it it's this is unhelpful of a factor to play a part in influencing the opinion for or against someone or something. So he counts, he hopes his sportsmanlike attitude will count in favor of his, uh, and count in his favor. I don't think any of these are it. Do you? No. <laughs> no, I still think it's related to like, either like a tracking of distance yeah. and I want to say like you said that it's like a horizontal distance because we're going across but we're also going across the depths of this arid world oh god maybe it's too like to count your way so like maybe that the person is counting down the hours that they have left on this world as they're traveling like to count mm-hmm. it, it, it just brings to mind maybe like the ticking of a clock you know like mm-hmm. there's like this rhythmic passing of intervals <laughs> okay so there's a promise that's been made to somehow travel across the depths of this arid world to arrive at a place <laughs> wherein you would yoke the waves yoke is not like an egg yolk Yoke is like merge with, right? No, I'm sorry. Say what you're going to say. I didn't mean to. I keep interrupting. No, no. Um, The yoke that I liked was, um, let me scroll down here, to like split or divide evenly to like zoop because I was thinking of the yoke of uh, that people use with oxen. 
Yes. So they can, yeah, so they can pull a load together. Yes. Um, which also makes me think of the double-masted, yes. double-hulled ship. And the bull. And like, the bull. Yoke, oxes look like bulls. Maybe maybe bulls can even pull, use yokes. I mean, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So. But the yoke may be a metaphor for something oppressive or burdensome. The metaphor can also refer to the state of being linked or chained together by a contract or marriage, similar to a pair of oxen. Right. So the thing, the yoke serves to like make the oxen work as one, to like make the yes. oxen into a unit. Yeah. And so one of the um, uh, definitions that are like, I guess like the, just the understanding that I had of it was like uh, to couple or attach um, yes. so like to couple, I guess yes. that's how I got merge. In my I head, this is the sex. opposite. Yeah. I was thinking split. like a splitting up, but I don't, I don't think that's, that's right. I, I, I'm trying to look this up now. I seem to remember whether it be in the Bible or just like in like old texts to, to say that you yoked someone, I think means that you fucked them mm. to yoke someone. To say where you would yoke the waves and lay a bed of shining pearls does seem like you are coupling and then producing something, though. Yeah, exactly. So I also take that you would lay a bed of shining pearls to mean sex, too. Maybe yeah. I'm just being overly sexual. But, like, um, where you would become one with the waves. So whether that means you're having sex with them or not, where you'd become one with the waves and then you would lay, like to lay somebody too means mm -hmm. can, can mean to have sex with them. Mm -hmm. And so like, he's like getting sexual with the ocean in a way where she's like, again, I'm right here on the rock draped in pearls. What you doing? Yeah. Uh, So I think all of this is the promise. The promise right. is that he will I cross see. the depths of this arid world. He will yoke the waves and he will lay a bed of shining pearls. I, mm. I feel like this is all because it's, there's a colon after recall the word you gave. So recall the world you gave, the yeah, word you yeah, gave. Yeah. And these are the three things that you've promised. You promised that you will cross these depths. You promised you will yoke the waves. You promised you will lay a bed of shining pearls. Could be sexy. Could be like you promised you would come here. We would be together. We would make a baby, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. If we are laying a bed of shining pearls, I'm going to say that as maybe semen. Yeah. And that's what the promise was. Interesting. I like that. But then it goes back. Oh, bad. Sam. I Yeah, I love that interpretation with the... I hate it. It's awful. It makes me want to cry. Yeah. Because then it means that that didn't... Even if that did happen, I dream every night that shit is real bad. Yeah. That so those... The bed of shining pearls you laid are shucked. Yes. And cast off. And that's like beautiful yeah horrible but oh my god so beautiful i love this interpretation 
But why? But why what? Why are the pearls being aborted? Yeah. Like what what's 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 going on? <laughs> Maybe he gets so invested in his work in his pearl diving that like he loses sight of what is important. Like you said you were going to like this is all supposed to be about supporting the family and like being here yeah. and being a member of the family and now you're just fucking left and right shucking pearls like and just you've lost sight, you've lost track. Yes. And the world is arid because he is always in the water. Maybe that's his perception of the world. He's like, how could I possibly survive in this arid world when I am meant to be below the mm. surface? Always. Sam, you're on fire here. I love all of this. I love. I hate it. It makes me so sad. This verse is it's so, so sad. It is so, so intense and so sad. I I hate it in the sense that it's heartbreaking, but that's exactly what makes me love it. Like it's wow. There's that no is no genius beautiful. annotations for this nope. entire verse. There's I not think. a single one. Um, and then this this calls back that interpretation. Sam calls back to I think it was Rachel Parent again on Blessing All the Birds, who had mentioned that the shucking quick and bright is really reminiscent of um of baby birch and oh my the, god that's exactly what i have here too yeah yeah so she had, she had i think i read that a couple episodes ago um but i definitely remember her having made that comparison i think she said yeah. she's like i'm not totally comfortable with it but here's one thing it makes me think of and it might even not also be a baby it might just be that promise it's yeah like, this is what this is what we had this is what we agreed on and instead every night i'm forced to relive the reality that is you like shucking our dreams. Yes. Uh, like shucking them in a violent and awful way and then casting them aside. Oh my God. It's so it's sad. It's so sad. It's, it's so, so sad. sad. <laughs> it's so, so sad. You're shucking them aside. You're casting off the shells and you're revealing the heart. Like, ugh. I can't. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Um, like, it it uh, it also explains like the sort of hauntingness of this description too. Like, there's something that just feels very like traumatized about her, like yes. reliving this experience, yes. dreaming it every night, and she hears like the ambient sounds that were happening as these absolutely traumatic events were happening. That she hears the ringing of the pail. She sees the motsusan being dislodged. She relives the shucking quick and bright over and over again oh my god and to see it in such detail as to see the moats of sands dislodged we've talked about moat before moat was in what emily emily i think yeah yeah so to see these like teeny tiny details every single night yeah it's just like torturous absolutely torturous i love your interpretations i i'm so excited about this this theory that it's that he made the promise that he was going to go lay a bed of shining pearls. He would yoke the waves. He's going to do this. And then he just fucking destroys the very thing that he had promised and yeah, casts it aside. And, and that she's like, this is not nothing to me. This is so traumatizing. This is so meaningful. And like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it's also they're existing in different spaces, yes. right? So she is also not underwater with him. She doesn't have – because she's a woman, she doesn't have 
that perspective, right? We've talked about this endlessly that she's stuck to the land or like the closest she can get is the, what did we say? Is the, is the, is the, not the shore, the, the coast? Mm. No. The, oh, pier, the pier. Pier, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Sam did a motion with her hand that I uh, guessed yeah. was pier. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's also like, how are you, You, it's not possible that you're dreaming. How, how are you dreaming this in such detail? You're not there. Yeah. Like, is this just how it feels? Is this just how it feels? And then it made me think too about Rebecca's email about this careless inconsideration versus reckless destruction. Yes. Right? Like, what is the shocking quick and bright right now? It, it could be both. It could be, I'm so focused on what I'm doing and my inconsideration for these pearls is entirely careless. But it could also be entirely reckless and intentional destruction of the dream of what they had built of maybe a baby. I don't know. Totally like a bull in a china shop, man. Like like yeah. this, yeah, exactly. This you can still be so harmful and hurtful even if you're not intending to be. Like that the damage is the same. Yeah. With or without intention. It's so beautiful. The twinned and cast off shells. How? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? Dude, exactly. It's so beautiful. And I love that the word twinned is explicitly used here to to reference like or like not to reference, but to in keeping with our theme of like twinning yes. and like duality. And it's like it's like given to us right Life there. Death. <laughs> Life death. Fertility barrenness. Man, woman. Okay. I also want to say one more thing. Okay. Of course. Say many more things. Oh, boy. The shocking is quick and bright. So we have some light here. Um, Maybe it's a good time to play the voicemail that we received. We received a fantastic voicemail um, from Sarah. um, And she's going to talk a little bit about bioluminescence. Maybe we can put it here. Right here. Yeah. Hello, Sam and Nikki. This is Sarah Clough from Baltimore. I'm an artist that employs fluorescence and phosphorescence in my paintings and drawings. Um, I was so excited about the references to fluorescence and phosphorescence in Sapaconican and divers. Um, to me, the phenomenon is fascinating scientifically. Um, and it also manifests in a beautiful biological phenomenon that you guys may know about called bioluminescence. Um, I think we all know about those kind of ghastly glowing fish deep in the ocean, but I think a lot about the algae on the surface of water that can do this as well. So that the surface of like natural bodies of water will appear to glow at night. Um, that's what I see in my mind when I listen to divers. Um, so I highly recommend looking up photos of Puerto Rico's Mosquito Bay, Laguna Grande, and La Paguera. So these photos are so beautiful, they're breathtaking, and it gives me these haunting visuals um, of this really dark yet glowing water, which I think is so fitting for this song. I also think about, when I listen to Divers, um, uh, as an album, the difference between fluorescence and phosphorescence in these songs. The fluorescence Joanna Newsom mentions in Sapaconican is that x-ray kind where, you know, scientists... Um, art preservationists, they use that glow 
to ID elemental composition of objects or to really get glimpses into how objects were made, the steps they've used, these artists. Um, the line, the text will not yield, nor x-ray reveal with any fluorescence. Uh, to me, that means, like you said, that even with all the tools at our disposal, sometimes we cannot make sense of what we find below the surface in life. Um, lastly, I just want to know, does anyone else like enjoy geeking out about the metaphorical significances of phosphorescence and light in this song? Um, if you do, please message me, um, email me. I love to talk about it. So you all mentioned how it's like memory, which I totally see. I also see the act of taking in light, holding it, storing it, and then slowly re-emitting it um, as a metaphor for love. Um, light is never lost or destroyed. It just gets released in a different way than how it was absorbed. And I think love does that too. Ugh. Anyway, um, thanks again for all your work. And I love the podcast. And I like feeling more connected to this lovely Joanna Newsom, Joanna Newsom community. Anyway, cheers. That was amazing, Sarah. Thank you so much for all of your insights here. Um, uh, I f First of all, I'm going to link to Sarah's um, website in the show notes. So go check it out. They have like a bunch of really, really cool art. Um, yeah, go check their stuff out. And I think they had said too, like you can email me if, uh, if you want to talk about um, – the sort of metaphor stuff. So if anybody wants a little buddy, I think maybe you can find her email there, maybe. Um, okay, so the connection I was wanting to make with Sarah's voice memo here is uh, they make this incredible connection. We talked about, so in the last episode we talked about, or some episode, we talked <laughs> about phosphorescence as time. So remember phosphor phosphorescence is like, taking in light and then very slowly re-emitting it. And I think the connection that we had made to that was time. The connection that Sarah made was to love. So yeah. taking in light, holding it, storing it, slowly re-emitting it as a metaphor for love. And then we get here. We get to the shocking, quick, and bright, which is like the opposite of phosphorescence right we are quickly and brightly emitting that love yeah in like a violent and i was gonna say intentional but it might not be intentional but like a very quick and bright way like a flash of light rather yes. than like a steady slow yes. letting out which yeah. also makes me think of death like if if life yes. and love as sarah yes. so astutely mentioned is like the holding on to then like death is like the sudden release of yeah. and it, that also brings to mind some imagery in um leaving the city for me where mm. spring deranged weeping glasses mm -hmm. hang on let me find what i'm talking about but uh i was so impressed by sarah's analysis there i love the idea that it's love and again that is keeping it so in keeping of a theme with both the song and the album as a whole um I also love Sarah's insights just about uh, the the water, like the bioluminescent algae mm -hmm. and stuff. That is so cool. And I love that that she was saying that it's like the image of divers for her, like how she thinks of divers. Um, so 
in leaving the city, we have here the light will seep and the scythe will reap. Um, mm, so yes. like, oh, we talked about that so much. The swoop of the scythe. Yes. yes. And then we have, um, I could barely breathe for seeing all the splintered light that leaked her fissures, fleeting, launched in flight on staunch daylight, brightly bleeding, bleached the night with dawn deleting. So there's a bunch of light gaping from her wounds, like mm-hmm. in shards of light emitting from her. And uh, this being that, like that being this like very quick, bright, instantaneous sort of death or like... I don't know what it is, like combustion before death comes. Mm -hmm. And that standing in opposition to that, like slow leaking, that slow emitting of light. Mm -hmm. Emitting of light, emitting of love. Yeah, right. Oh my God, this fucking verse just drained the heart right out my ears or something. Yeah. Mm. Oh, cast off shells is such like a it's such a heartbreaking thing too um it made me think about eggs <laughs> because oh yeah my question late last night was like can the pearl exist without the shell is this like a chicken or the egg thing and the shell like it can't right the 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 oyster needs the needs the shell to be able to form yeah um i'm sure we talked about like eggs somewhere else as in like fertility eggs somewhere else in the song or maybe a more recent song definitely in goose eggs i think we definitely did the goose eggs well, I'd be there's, surprised if we didn't there's also the word yolk here and i know that it's yolk spelled differently yeah. but it's at least yeah. somewhat reminiscent of that yeah um a word play i love a word play and then um there's also the whole like vulval clitoral mm-hmm. angle to mm-hmm. this. So I had written in my notes here um, a quote from Melissa from Blessing All the Birds. So she writes, she dreams of retrieving the pearl, retrieving it from its shell, seeing the white emerge. If this is not deeply Freudian, I do not know what is. Not only its sexual imagery, but its desire for knowledge suffused with sexuality. Um, the pearls are a metaphor for immortality, sex, death, knowledge. The image of an oyster and taking the pearl out is all so very clitoral and is reminiscent of images of Venus, the goddess of sex, love, lust, emerging out of a shell, and more. Um, yeah, so fascinating. Uh Rachel of the Twindon Cast Off Shells line writes, First, the image of the pearl oyster is one that has vexed me repeatedly since first hearing the song. I have read it at times as a symbol for a child. Um, at other times, I've been uncomfortable with that reading. The pearl costs twice this woman's life, which suggests to me the life of a mother and a child sharing the same body. The narrator discusses birth repeatedly in the song, and there are images of fertility and the idea of the lover yoking the waves and laying a bed of shining pearls. Joanna often uses fertility in the idea, oh, sorry, in the image of a plow and the sowing of seeds to represent mm-hmm. fertility. Mm-hmm. The moment of the shucking of the pearl is similarly startling as the moment in Baby Birch when the rabbit is slit and skinned. Yet I'm not entirely committed to this reading. And even if I was, I don't think I could fully understand what it is saying about anything. I think Sam's interpretation gives context to what it could be saying about things. I mean, I think that it's just as 
shocking, like the shucking of the oyster and the, um, so the line in baby birches, and I know you all know this, I saw a rabbit as slick as a knife and as pale as a candlestick, and I had thought it'd be harder to do, but I caught her and skinned her quick, held her there, kicking, mewling, and pended, and spooling, and sung, and blew. It's just like this, both are very violent and quick, although I thought it'd be harder to do. It gives us a little more intentionality, I think. Um, you can go back and listen to our baby birch episode. <laughs> ruin your day. Um, and who knows? Like, it, it could be intentional here, too. Like, it doesn't yeah. need to be. But it, it I like both interpretations that, like, well, I don't, I don't know. It's interesting. In The Pearl um, by Steinbeck uh, that I had talked about in the last verse, um, uh, one of the themes that's happening throughout is that, like, they're a poor family um, and they have a little baby who gets bit by a scorpion, stung by a scorpion. And he, it's so sad. He needs treatment, but the doctor's an asshole. And the doctor's like, look, I'm not going to treat you. You're nobody. Uh, Like, tell tell these people seeking help that I'm not here. And then the dad, Kino, goes and finds the the greatest pearl ever, like the pearl of the world. And so then it that pearl represents like dreams of a better future and dreams of supporting the family and dreams of like being able to provide the life for his family that they were never able to because of the limitations because they don't have money. Um, because of their socioeconomic status. And then once they get the pearl, it's weird. It's like this, this paradoxical thing happens where like they think they're going to get everything they want and I'm not done the book, but like things start to go downhill and it, it, the pearl starts to serve as this limitation and again, distracts, you know, the main character from his family in the same way that I think might be happening in this song where like, like given given your interpretation, Sam, what which is like, uh, yeah. Instead of being like devoted to his family, he gets like abusive towards his wife. He like gets um, he just distracted, I guess, in a way. And so I like that potential parallel. And it's Gilgamesh's secret of life, then too, right? Life which you look for, you will never find. Right. Even if you're holding it. Right. Even if you have that pearl. Um, yeah. Exactly. And so in I do like the idea that the pearl is a distraction from yeah everything else that once our diver has found one pearl that he has this like insatiable hunger to keep finding and finding. Right. Right, exactly. Pearls are alluring, but they're dangerously so. It's like um it's like uh sirens. They like yeah. lure you yes. in and then yes. kill you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I like that. It's interesting that his promise was to yoke the waves and lay a bed of shining pearls. Like the shining pearls have like this allure. Like the allure is like almost a part of the des- description of them being shining. It's almost like what she's saying is that they're alluring. Uh, but then he gets like obsessive about the pearls. I don't know. And it's almost like the focus has changed from 
the pearls to the shucking. Yes. Uh, like it's less like um, I am collecting these pearls so that we can live our life as a family. So you have a place to lay so that we can eat whatever, whatever. And it's more like that action that is that is like um i don't want to say addictive that is that is so entrancing yes sam you're on fire today i love that insight excellent work very well done i hate this verse it's so sad i love it so so much and i hate it so much I said it out loud to my partner last night, and he just looked at me like, oh, boy. <laughs> like, I was like, it's so good. It's so fucking good. Like, have you ever heard anything like this before? No. <laughs> Shucking quick and bright. I love her. I know. <laughs> She's so fucking good so do i why is she so good at this it's an incredible verse it really really is and i love that the music is backing us up on this too the music at this time is like fucking crazy fucking crazy let's bring it back to that the music itself is like looping and heavy and intense and brings so much attention to the shucking and i've never thought much about shucking oysters like nikki and i are both vegan i don't think i've ever eaten an oyster i was vegetarian pretty young i had like mussels once mm-hmm. um but if that's something you do on the regular what do you what do you what do you think what do you feel have you i wonder if anyone who listens like does that on a regular basis um like digs or dives and shucks and slurps and slurp. <laughs> um, uh, shit, I had a thought, but I can't remember now. Uh, wait, yucking. Wait, uh, uh, what was it? Fuck. No. I hate when that happens. I also just hate the idea of our narrator, of our narrator's life being perceived as part of this arid world, right? Like that mm. maybe our partner is diving and finding these treasures and having this experiences having these experiences and then resurfacing and i imagine like an arrogance to it that's mm. like like i'm better you can than never you. understand that i'm better than you and like you have no perspective of what goes on under the water like yeah. i am doing i think this is just like my perception of <laughs> the like i don't know like you you you'll never know what it's like to shuck like you'll never know what it's like to cast off shells yeah like you've only ever known aridness and like you you, exactly that's not good enough for me like yeah yeah, you can never share in this perspective it's so beautiful it's so important oh my god (laughs) that's just my own like no I love that though it makes me like want to throw up with anger I'm just like that like literally made me nauseated for a second I was like oh my god (laughs) I am so angry yeah oh so so devastating. Okay. What? It's interesting to me too that it's a single heart of white. So the twinned and cast off shells reveal a, like she makes a point to use the word single. Yeah. I uh, think it's because the effort is so much and you get one pearl, right? It's one pearl per oyster. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's only one. 
It's only one. I and see. so if you're laying a bed of shining pearls, yes. this is what you have to do. You have to shuck and shuck until you can't shuck anymore. Right. I, in my head, it was like um, single as in like united, like rather than there mm. being these like divided hearts, these like two hearts. It's like this. And like actually if we're going with the fetus theme, it could be that a little bit. There's like these two separate and en- separate entities that like merge together to form this single heart of white as in like both of their both of themselves in a way mm-hmm. merge together yeah. to create this fetus. But I also yeah. love the idea that it's just like this single pearl. There's this one little pearl. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had something else to say, but I can't remember and I'm not ready to leave it. I love it so much. I know. Is there something about the pale? What is the ringing of the pale? I mean, I picture it being like the the sound it makes when you sh- oh, toss the sure. shells into it. Yeah. That it rings out and it's haunting that it rings. Oh, cool. I didn't understand that. Do you think that's it? That I, like, I'm not sense. confident in that interpretation. I didn't really. I was thinking more of a ringing of some kind of bell, mm. but, which makes sense with like the ding, ding. Yes. You're tossing the shells into the. Which is also like if this is something that's traumatizing for you and yeah. then every night you're dreaming of that like ding, yes. ding. Like, it's also awful. super remnant, reminiscent of a bell again. The ringing of mm-hmm. this like p- pale sounding like the death toll of a bell. Um, yeah. Death just being in the background of everything oh, in this song. The music at this part too is so good. The ringing of the pale. I've and been, like. I've, no, what were you going to say? No, no, you can say it's been in like an emotionally, um, a, a, a musically emotional week. I've only been listening to Seven Swans all week. Oh, <laughs> so oh my like, God. That's heavy. That's, that's where we are. <laughs> what's, the, what's the song on Seven Swans? That's by Sufjan Stevens for people. Mm-hmm. What's the song on Seven Swans with the man? And it's so sad. It's called something like a man. No, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. There's one though that's like. It's like the man. It's like the a good man is hard to find. Yes, a good man is hard to find. That song shatters me. Um one thing I was gonna say too, going back to our remember how at the beginning of this of our discussion about this verse, we were talking about how the music all of a sudden gets crazy and you were like, it's like we're cut off of a we've been cut from our tether cut loose loose, exactly and just are like flailing about trying to like figure out like what the fuck is happening um and now just revisiting what you said there given given your super insightful interpretation of this verse I think that the, the music makes so much more sense for me now given that interpretation too because it's like I thought we were working towards this end together. Like I thought we were in this for this reason. You promised that this is what this was all for. And now you're just into the shucking. So like uh, you've been cut from this, the one thing like holding you guys together, like the thing that you've been holding on to was like this goal. And now you're just not doing that. And so you're flung into yes. this unknown. Yes. Yeah. Chaos flailing it's this chaotic flailing yeah. yeah that makes me think of like if some if you were unexpectedly unexpectedly plunged into water or something yeah. right that you're just like the fuck is happening <laughs> <Yes>. like <laughs> yeah all right i am so pleased with this verse 
I really dislike it, but I'm glad they have <laughs> Love it. Favorite favorite oh, verse in the whole song. so awful. I dream it every night. Poor you. Poor you for sure. Thank you so much for listening to part six of Divers. We have so much to say about this song because guess what? It's devastating and beautiful. <laughs> guess what? It's devastating. Our favorite brand. It is our favorite brand. That If we have a brand, it is like, let's fucking revel in devastation. Um, I feel like a lot of our listeners are on the same page as us with that. Otherwise, you yeah. wouldn't be here unless you're just like masochists. But what what is a masochist if not reveling in the devastation? I mean, other things. But anyway, <laughs> these are these. This is where we say thank you. So, thank you for listening. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. It is a hopeless endeavor podcast. You can join us on Facebook. Um, Fuck is our Facebook group. A Hopeless Endeavor, a Joanna Newsom podcast. There we go. Um, we have a Patreon you should check out. Uh, it's linked in the show notes. It's also just patreon.com slash a hopeless endeavor. You can find early episode releases there and bonus episodes. Um, we have a bunch of fun there. And uh, yeah, check it out. Um, send us your voice memos and your thoughts and theories to our email at a hopeless endeavor at gmail.com. It is genuinely one of the biggest delights to hear fan theories and different thoughts on even if it's just like the smallest point we fucking love hearing from you guys so thank you to those yes. who reach out to us and if you don't just just do it just what are you waiting for just do it it does make us feel a lot less like we're just in an echo chamber of yeah. our own thoughts when yeah we hear from you guys so um if you want to snap us out of it and be like oh my god the shucking is not even that yeah um all right i think that's it thank you guys so much for still being here this is obviously um a longer delve um well i was gonna say the compared normal yeah but yes. no it's not <laughs> it's just a lot compared to what most people would be willing to put out into the world uh i feel like oh my god we still have one two three four verses yeah another it's probably gonna be an eight-parter maybe a nine-parter we'll see anyways but thank you for being with us we thank you so much Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.